So next slide. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. We are also good. Good. I feel like 80% of you guys knew what to do. So maybe next week, 100%? Which means I really want to see you next week again. Because if you just missed two or three weeks, you may forget about that, right? 여러분 사랑합니다. 여러분을 사랑합니다. I know what's in your mind now. Finally, Chan is out of mind. What is saying? No, I'm fine. Next slide for us. This picture might help you to understand what I just did. I just say, I love you in Korean. 사랑해요. 사랑합니다. Is there anyone who can say, I love you in different language? Maybe Scott? Could you, could you do that? Of course. I'll do it. All right. How about you, Gary? Shizam. All right. Anybody else? Te amo. Te amo. I love it. Jackie? Well, I need. That's Chinese. How about you, Keith? Okay. Wow. Anybody else? Polish. That's awesome. He lived dihi to them and they amo and and what I need and I still which is Japanese. And how about this? Are you familiar with this sign? This is sign language. I love you. Even though there are different grammar and vocabulary in each language, each expression of I love you sounds somewhat beautiful and sweet, isn't it? I love the French. And I know German is a little, little, but still. It's, it's, it's really lovely sounds in their word. And, and, but it's, it sounds pretty sweet and beautiful. I'm sure that the praise of I love you and the word of love might be the most frequently used one in each language. Then let me ask you this question. How many times you have said I love you this morning? It doesn't matter how you said it, you can speak it out, or you, you can make a phone call or text, or you may left the comments on Facebook or Snapchat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whom you told it to. It could be your partner or spouse. It could be your friend or family. How many times did you say, I love you this morning? Now we can see the problem, right? <laughs> I did say I love you this morning to Vian, my wife, over 10 times. <laughs> 10 times, over 10 times. 
You can ask her. You can chat with her. <laughs> All right. Oh. We may need a special persecutor for that question. But it's confession time. I did it intentionally because I wrote down it yesterday on my script. <laughs> That's the reason why I did say I love you to Vian over 10 times. And here is her reaction. What are you doing? <laughs> are you going to use this for your sermon? You're right. In general, I'm not good at expressing how much I love her. How about you? Although we, we are good at saying I love you in general, it could not fully describe how much we love somebody. So please do not hesitate to say I love you for the people whom you really love and care. And let them know how much you love them. Why don't we look at each other and say, I love you? All right. I love you. I love you, everybody. And as I said above, the word of love, love is so sweet, right? And however, it is just sweet only. It would not be so popular as a scripture reading at the wedding. It's not only about the sweet like chocolate. How many of you read the passage at your wedding or somebody's read wedding? How many of you are planning to read this scripture at your wedding? All right, all right, it's fine. I used to use this passage for somebody's wedding when I appreciate that because it's just such a really, really great blessing for that relationship in love. So that's why I used to use this scripture. At the same time, this passage could, could be a kind of warning and encouragement for their relationship in love. It could be a warning because love is not only sweet like chocolate, but it also requires patience and sacrifice. Is it true, Todd? <laughs> and it could be also in a kind of encouragement because we may forget the true meaning of love when we are coming back from the honeymoon trip and when we encounter a difficult problem for the first time. That's why pastor chose that passage. You should remember this passage. Love is kind. Love is patient. I prepare today's message with the same mind, as a blessing for everybody, as a warning for everybody, as an encouragement. So I hope today's message will help you to think about the true meaning of love and to build a solid foundation of love in your relationship and place love as a center, as a reason of our ministry. Amen? Amen. Time flies. It's already third week of our sermon series, Faith on Stage. 
And I truly enjoyed this sermon series as a big fan of musical. How about you? You guys like it? Uh-huh. And while I'm preparing the methods with this sermon series, I keep listening one of numbers to get some insights. For example, at first week, I kept listening to the song, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. And it allowed me to think about the importance of telling your own story and the whole truth in faith. And secondly, I did pick the wrong one, like Hakuna Matata, which made me to say, Hakuna Matata, Viang, we can unpack our stuff later. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and then I pick another song to listen, Shadow Land and Endless Night that changed my list of worry and concern to the list of prayer for asking a courage and strength to take the responsibility. And then here is a song what I have been listening this week. I could see some of you already just wanting to jump into the singing, right? There are two major impacts after listening to this song for a week, 24-7. You might remember that when I say 24-7, it's literally 24-7. Number one, I keep missing beyond. So I didn't want to lose any minutes of love. So I have given more hugs and kisses to her. And I have been saying, I love you to Viang more than before. You can chat with her. <laughs> so I highly recommend you listen to this song for maintaining and building a relationship in love. And it will motivate you loving more. Number two, this song had bother me sometime. Don't get me wrong, I love her. But, but, there are moments, there are moments that I couldn't 
feel, let me change the expression. It's not the right one. So there are moments that my loving heart toward her are interrupted. When we disagreed with each other, when we couldn't be patient enough for each other, when we couldn't understand each other's behavior, let me stop here. You know what I'm talking about, right? This is our real life, right? There are ups and downs. There's a bright, sunny days and gloomy, rainy days in our relationship. That's our real life, right? We can find the same insights from the musical rant. How many of you have seen this musical rant? Movie or musical? All right. That's awesome. I haven't seen this before, but where is Toby? All right. <laughs> You're there. Toby recommended me to watch it. She said, oh, Chan, you will love it. So you have to watch it. So I was willing to invest my $12.99 for this musical. I purchased it through YouTube. So you, can, you can also purchase it through YouTube or Amazon or somewhere else. And then I fell in love. I fell in love with this musical. So for your information, here is a summary of musical Rant from Broadway.com. So Rant is a rock musical with music and lyrics and book by Jonathan Larson and loosely based on Puccini's opera La Bonne. And it tells a story of a group of impoverished uh, friends struggling to survive and create in, in New York's gritty alphabet city in 1991. So over the course of a year, Rand follows these starving artists, young folks, as they strive for success and acceptance while enduring the obstacles of poverty, illness, addiction, and impending gentrification and the AIDS epidemics. So some people mentioned that this musical rant was a little hard to see it because it reflects the real life what they have been through. The success and failure in their dream and trust and mistrust and hope and frustration and joy and sadness and beginning of the relationship and end of it, addiction and recovery, birth and death. Then we can find the value which is the center of each story, love. Love makes a new relationship and a be a source of happiness in our lives, like the story of Angel and Collins. So let me read a lyric of the song for this couple. Angel and Collins, I will cover you. I'm going to read it for you guys. Live in my house, I'll be your shelter. Just pay me back with 1,000 kisses. Be my lover, I will cover you. Open your door, I'll be your tenant. Don't get much baggage to lay at your feet. But sweet kisses, I've got to spare. I'll be there and I will cover you. Isn't it so romantic? <laughs> I should have used these words for the purpose to be on. <laughs> but it's not always romantic as we are hoping for. 
Let's think about the story of Roger and Mimi. After walking through so many things together, these two finally get together and fall in love. This love looks so solid and concrete, but it breaks down later by a small pieces of suspicion and mistrust. These various stories of love would confuse us and raise this question, why does love matter? What is love? Is there a true eternal love in our reality? Then we can find the answers of these questions from today's passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And today's passage begins with this phrase, if I have no love. If we were talking about what love is, Apostle Paul taught us how important love is. In chapter 12, he listed many kinds of spiritual gifts what the people of Corinthian church have received. So it could be heard as a compliment for those people. So it will sound like this. Wow, you Corinthian people, you people are doing a great job. I heard some of you speak in tongues. And have a great wisdom and knowledge and heal the sick and do a prophecy. That's a great job. Let's change it to the UBC version. Oh, UBC, South Loopers, you guys are doing a great job. I heard that you guys are working with all the LGBTQ issues and anti-racism. And I heard that your worship is just, just great. But... These special gifts are nothing if you have no love. All the ministries and all the awesome things, what we have done, would be nothing if we have no love. Some may say, oh, wait, 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 hey, Paul, Paul. I made a big donation for the church with my whole projection. It could be big enough for your annual budget. It sounds great. I really want to hear that kind of thing from our church. <laughs> but Paul says, uh-uh, uh-uh. If you give away all your projection, and if you hand over your body, if you have no love, it's nothing. Now the people of Corinthian church are in danger of losing everything. All their gifts all their spiritual gifts, and all their commitments, and all things what they have done. What could be their following reaction? They would claim that they have love. Hey, Paul, I have love what you're talking about, so I'm fine, I'm okay. I have that love. Then Apostle Paul listed up all the characteristics of love in verse 4 through 7. And it will be an invitation to the people who insisted that they have love. And let them reflect themselves whether they have love or not. So we can paraphrase this passage as a checkup list for ourselves. Do we have a love? You ready? We're going to do have a self-checkup. So if you are able, please raise your hand. I really want you to pass this past, so pass, so please raise your both hand, which means you have one more chance. 
If you can say yes, please keep raising your hand. But if you're not, just drop it. First question, are you patient and kind? That thing just happened this morning, so I should be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Are you not jealous or proud? Huh. Are you caring more for others than for yourself? We're good. Are you not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable? <laughs> How many we have? Is there any two hands? There? Wow, wow. All right, here's one more question. So are you forgiving? Let's give a big hand to Darren. All right, except him. <laughs> you guys, like me, don't be disappointed. Look around the whole room. You're not the only one who need to learn and practice a true love. I was also frustrated with the result of my own. You, see, you saw that, right? Then this verse sounds like an encouragement from Apostle Paul for me. Let's read the passage, verse 7 together. Let's read together. One, two, three. He bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. John, it's not too late. From this moment, from today, practice this love. Bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. It's not too late. And then there was a small sound of music played. I told you I kept listening to the music 24 7. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments, oh dear. 525,600 minutes. How do you measure, measure and then I realize that love is not only the most valuable gift and not only a thing we need to learn, but it is also an action. This is a way of life that can measure a year in our life. Then I didn't want to waste my time, any moment in my life, and any minute without love. As we shared above, love is not an easy stuff. Here is a summary from Reverend Louis Galloway about Apostle Paul's encouragement. He said, There is nothing sentimental about the image of love that Paul sets before the church. Such love is active, tough, resilient, and long-suffering. But there is no one who is going to give up this love, right? 
Why? Because love never ends. Why? Because love never ever fails. Why? Because it makes us be a family in Christ. Why? Because this is love. What we have received and experienced through Jesus. Let me close today's message with this verse, which is the most popular and famous verse about love. Let's read together. One, two, three. What do you think? Do you agree with that? When I have one-on-one -on -one with our members, I ask them, what makes you to be a member of this church? There are different ways and reasons to come and visit us at the first time. But there is a common reason why they became the members of UBC. Because they are loved. They become a part of this family in love because they are supported and cared in love. Because of love. Because of this love, they were able to overcome their hardship. Because of this love, they gained a new birth. Because of this love, they were able to find a joy and gratitude from their life. Because of this love, they found a place where they finally call a home and family. Let us close our eyes and let us think about this. Think about the love what you have received through this community. And then think about who needs this love? Whom do you think needs this love? It could be your family or friend. It could be a group of people or an issue. Who needs this love? then can you use your next 525,600 minutes or more for this person? If we are overwhelmed this big number, why don't you invest a minute, a minute to pray for this person every day? It's just 365 minutes per year, one minute. I don't like invite you to pray for this person who needs this love, for this group of people, the place, for one minute from now.
Christus and loving God, we are so thankful for being a part of this family of love through this community. We have received and experienced your unconditional and endless love. This morning, we lift up all the names who need your love and all the issues and places where need to go with your love to share. We know that we are not always perfect, but help us to love each other and share this love by bearing all things, by believing all things, by hoping all things, and by enduring all things. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.